0: Hey y'all, hey, happy Thursday. Today you are getting a bonus episode and I'm really 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 excited for you to hear this. Abena of Hanahana Beauty is a light. She's so kind and sweet and amazing and smart and driven and it has been just a pleasure to be in touch with her and also to be able to sit down and talk about how Hanahana came to be and all the amazing work she's doing in Ghana where she's from. So, please enjoy our chat and And stay tuned for a note from Abena at the end of this episode. She's going to be talking to you about the fundraiser that they have going on right now for Hana Hana that is raising really, really awesome and necessary funds for people back in Ghana who are harvesting and picking and shelling and everything in between to make your shea butter come to be. So stay tuned, take good care, and thanks for tuning in. Bye. Hi. Hi. I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. The Hey Girl podcast was created with sisterhood and storytelling in mind. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. Hey Girl. girl. (laughs) Join us as we journey through sharing together. Hey Girl. Hey, girl. Hi, Abena. It is so amazing to chat with you. I'm a big fan. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. I'm just, you know, enjoying this life today, I guess.
0: How are you? I'm good. I'm doing the same, enjoying this life. You know, blessed to be breathing is how I'm feeling these days. So I'm really excited to talk to you. I've been a big fan for a while. I got my first body butter order in. Like, I am ready to just be smooth and (laughs) glowy and dewy and... And moisturized, but before we get started diving into our chat, can you please let the Hey Girl listeners know who you are and what you do?
1: Of course, my name is Abena Blama Achumbong. I am the founder of Hanahana Beauty, which is a Consciously clean skincare, beauty, and wellness brand, and I feel like I love to curate learning experiences and everything that I do. Formerly was a teacher and a therapist, and that's when I started my brand. So I really love like telling stories and creating spaces and things that people can just learn from and having fun, like enjoyment. You know, so.
0: yeah, that is wonderful. So yeah. I want to start with how your beauty brand came to be, and yeah, why shea butter, and how you are learning about community
1: through skincare. First of all, I love that you asked about community because I feel like that's been this whole, the whole reason of how Hanahana even started. Because I was teaching at the time. I was also in grad school. It was stressful. It was a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was really enjoying, you know, being on the path of like educating people. And I just, it was becoming something that I just didn't want to be, you know, a burnout. I didn't want to burn out. So doing Shay kind of became this thing that I used to kind of just like self-care and for me I'm Ganyan and I used shea butter as a child the hard raw shea butter my mom used to like melt it down like with cloves and things like that and so like when I was teaching I remember one of my students was just I would always get on my kids about hot cheetahs because I was like y'all don't even know what's in there like why you keep eating it (laughs) you know (laughs) I would always be coming for time because I was, you know, I was young. I was teaching when I was like 23, 24. And I was just like really trying to find ways to like just be the best to educate kids and just like really be in this. Like I was just so about my students. And I remember when my students like challenged me, she's like, do you know everything that you put on your body? Like, and who I love so much, Rihanna. And I was just like, okay, it's name's? I don't really know. And I just remember looking <laughs> back at that. <laughs> you know, I remember looking like I honestly was such a strictly Palmer's girl and I know it was Chicago Anyone knows me I do not do well In cold weather Like I am truly A Ghanaian woman Like I deserve To be in the sun At all times Like skin does not enjoy it So I remember It was a really cold winter In Chicago I think it was like My second year Living here And that's when I started making My own shape better like I was like, wait, I'm in. Like, of course I have <laughs> which I did. I have like packed in like my closet and I just started with YouTube first to just see what people are doing. And then I like got really invested. Like I just kept on learning about the ingredients, what's going on. And I feel like what really took it to a different level for me of like just, you know, making shape for friends, making shape for myself, making shape for family. Like that was like two or three years of just doing that as a teacher, mm-hmm. you know, or two years I would say. Mm-hmm. And then I think learning about the women for me and understanding and seeing how the beauty market was for me also like being around people like Dion and Morin and just like my friends who were kept so she needed to be like, "Yo, you should do this." We weren't even really friends at this time. We were all just like doing creative things, and I would just have shea butter all the time. <laughs> and they're like, "Girl, you should create a brand." Like I remember, like Lauren tried to like she took so, what was it? She like named it. When she's like, "Girl, can you sell it?" You should just call it like a banana butters. And I was like, "I have a name. It's okay, girl." <laughs> but it was just like they were so encouraging and inspiring, you know. I also was just at this point where I wanted to figure out how to things with education and therapy Mm -hmm. but like I don't know find my own way like I was feeling kind of stuck I think to be honest so it was just like a time of liberation I feel like for me I was just learning a lot and I just felt like you know I can learn outside of the U.S. I can go back home to Ghana I can learn from those women and that's kind of like what I did.
0: I want to talk about liberation in the form of creativity and using your hands to make things and to be you know, in community with not only your customers, but the women that are, you know, facilitating, you know, back home. I read on the website that, you know, you guys pay more than two times the asking price for shea butter per kilo. And that's just like, everything goes hand in hand, right? There's so much liberation happening, not just for, you know, business owners, but everybody it touches, right? Everybody, the, yeah. and the butter and the things that we make, everything has a part in a place. So, what has that exactly. taught you about like creative liberation and community through like self care as community care type of thing?
1: Yeah, you know, for me, I've been really thinking about with liberation, what it means to be sustainable. Like, what does it mean to actually be sustained, you know, in everything that we're doing? Because when I started Hanahana, it was this thing that was sustaining me to do other things. It was helping me find my confidence, helping me find community, self-care, all of that, you know, is what making Shay was for me. It was able to hit a multitude of things that even became a thing of sustainability from income, right? Mm -hmm. So, and it was, and creativity. Like I was able to explore my creativity. I was able to explore photography in a really intentional way. So I feel like because this brand or this idea has created a level of liberation and sustainability for me, anyone that touches it, should also like have some type of access to that you know what I mean like from our producers the women we work with to literally my team now to also our consumers like how can I intentionally create different pathways of that type of liberation through the brand or sustainability so like you know like with the women right when I met the Katarga women's group I first was with Samantha who's one of the producers the head producers there who taught me every like literally just showed me they walked me during their day like that was their time everything so that was three years ago and I remember for me I wasn't at a point where I could be paying like I couldn't give 15% you know like I just didn't see it to make sense. But when they told me the price of the shea after they showed me everything they did, I was like, that's wild. (laughs) Like I can't pay that. You just shared to me your whole workday. I just saw your whole process. I should be paying more. I don't see how anyone could watch that and not question the price. Just as I feel like a lot of our customers watch and see how I move and they're like, yeah, I would pay the price. I would even pay more because Mm -hmm. I know what I'm getting, you know? And I know that it's doing good and it's sustaining other people. And so that's like where the whole thing of paying twice the asking price, because I was like, this just doesn't make sense. And that asking price was the fair trade price. And like also it would fluctuate because we start like getting to know the producers, learning about the fact of like what it looks like to buy seeds at one time of the month versus another time. It was just like, let's just go two times what you're asking for at all times. And I feel like I've just been trying to learn from them, learn from our customers, learn from myself and experiences, but also share it in a way that, is utilizing that creativity and like creating places and ways that people can learn about themselves.
0: I was just listening because I love hearing people speak about their passions and also yeah. just like how you build and not only build for yourself, but for others. And I think that's what's really important in business, especially being a Black-owned business. And I yes. want to talk about that, especially now during, you know, the uprisings, the pandemic, yeah. the buying Black movement. Like for me, I feel like everywhere I can, I am going to be buying Black from now on. Like, I tried to before, but it was almost like I couldn't find certain things. Now, there is so much... It is there. I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay, I know exactly who's getting my money. So, as Black people, I think that is so valuable. I was speaking with my grandmother a few weeks ago, and she was telling me how when she was growing up in the Civil Rights Movement, everything was Black—Black black doctors, Black dentists, Black grocers—like everything was Black. And she was like, yeah. "I didn't mind segregation," is what she always says, even to this day, and she's in her 70s mm-hmm. she was like, because everything—the Black dollar—was circulating. Time and yeah. time and time again. So I want to talk to you about being a Black-owned business and how yeah. proud you are of that. And also like how that really has shown you a difference in just how you move through the world as a business owner, yeah. but also as an individual.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it's so many levels of it because, like, even the excitement, right, about Black-owned businesses and how it's, like, formulated and everything in the past couple of months, it's been really interesting, you know, and, like, how to see it happen. So being someone that has, like, done business in Ghana and in the U.S., like going back and forth and learning and being in that space of what it means to be a Black business owner, I'm really proud. Like, I feel like even just right now, I just moved into a new space and it's so many things that are put against us all the time, you know, especially as a Black woman business owner Mm -hmm. in the sense of like the opportunity and access and not even like the opportunity and access to like capital, but the opportunity and access to like the mindset that you can even move in that way that you can travel back and forth or you can do all these different things like sometimes you have to go against all of that to even get to that point and then it's like capital you know and then it's like you know getting a space on a shelf there's just like so many different things So I feel very proud I feel pretty very proud to be Ganyan. I feel very proud to be working with Ganyan producers but what I think I was trying to say is that I feel very proud to be Ghanian. I feel very proud to be making sure also that like, not even proud, but I try to be very intentional about working with also other just black people, but looking at black people globally, because I think that was one of the reasons why I stopped Moving in the spaces I was moving in, like I really loved teaching. I really wanted to be a therapist. Like that was something that I've always dreamed of. Like anyone that has ever talked to me, my family, like I mean, no one's gonna just invest in doing a master's program just invest, at least for myself. But right, right, you know, I left that because it was such these like environments of working in all white spaces where you have to like defend your identity. Or you have to move through a place where you're questioning things all the time. Like, why is it? Is it this? Is it that? Is it that? And mm-hmm. I just never want to be in a work environment where I feel uncomfortable. So I like take it really seriously of what it means to be like a Black Founder or a business owner because you're creating space like I can create a work day that is stressful or I can create a work day that is sustainable and exciting and you want to come back you know and I can create a brand that like you are having a great experience with and I'm a black woman doing it and it means so much to move in a certain way and be also so proud and understanding of where you come from too I think I hope that doesn't sound like I don't know I feel like I just sound really strong in my statement but I hope it doesn't should. No, 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 I feel that. (laughs) That is like my anxiety speaking. I was like, ooh, am I keeping a little too much ego here? I don't know. But like, I do feel really proud. Like, it's very hard. It is so hard. People question you all the time, not just as a Black woman. Like, I've sat in so many conversations from Black men to white men to white women where they question, you know, me and my experiences. And like, I know that if I'm sitting at this table, the amount of experiences that I have or the academia or whatever that you think I need. I know I already have it and you know I have it too Mm. so like why are you questioning me there's been so many different types of ways like how you're really challenged as a founder and then when you look at especially when it comes to being a startup or how money goes around and how people get invested in things you're like what the hell like how it's so crazy but It's like you just have to keep moving, and you have to keep doing it because who else gonna do it? Like no one else can be me but me, right? Like so, if not you, then who? That's really like exactly, exactly. Yep.
0: No, I feel that. And I love your confidence and strength there. I think that it's going to inspire everyone who listens to this, especially, you know, startups, Black-owned business startups in
1: particular. Oh, I was just going to say that, like, it's so crazy because, like, yeah, you can just start from somewhere. Like, I lived in my same apartment for six years. I started my brand there. I was, like, literally making, I used to have a three-bedroom. I had one room in it, and then I kept kicking each roommate out for take up the space to make the business and I had a fire during quarantine and I literally just was like oh my god I this is wild like I how am I I'm just gonna have to repaint this place we do it I was like four floors up walking up all these stairs everything and I just had to like I just in my head I feel like it was just working towards being in a space that can be sustainable and just like for us and we just moved and like I think I'm just in this place where I'm like y'all if you're listening to this and you're like bruh I don't know this shit is hard it is but if this is really what you want to do you can get there like Mm. you really can get there and I just think that's so important and it's not just the stickler of like being a black owned founder but like whatever you really want to do it's really possible you just have to put it in
0: See that's important. Like, and I always tell people work for it while you wait for it, because there's so much that is going to happen in between time, and that we'll learn about ourselves through the process. Be it running a business, be it our wellness yeah. practice, be it our growth yeah. in our career, etc. Like, you have to keep working for it, even when you think it's impossible. I think that's important to lean on and lean into. So, before we wrap up, I definitely want to talk to you about your self care during the pandemic, during this time as yeah. a business owner. How How are you showing up and taking care of yourself?
1: You know, I love being by myself. So during the pandemic, I was actually doing pretty great. That's
0: good. (laughs) I was
1: doing pretty great in that sense. And I really do fall into the sense of like my work. Like I use my work as self care, but I do have to take breaks. So I love routine. I love taking time in the morning for myself, like waking up early enough. So I have like two hours of the morning just. For me, mm-hmm. you know, like feeling like that, even if it's like I take a nap during that time, but it's mostly just like feeling like getting started for the day and just taking breaks. Like I definitely am a person to like take a break during the day, roll up a little J and like go outside and take a break and come back in. And like, even just with my my team, like I really try to make sure that we're taking breaks and like just checking in with each other about how we're doing. And, you know, because I just found that I can only do my priorities and things right now really is to be a really great business owner. Mm-hmm. But I know that to be that really great business owner or to run a really impactful brand, I really need to work on myself. I have to be my best self. So my priorities really is to just like be better, like for myself each day. Like how can I like move in a space. That is not unintentionally harmful to anyone. I think that has to do with taking care of myself. So taking those math times, taking like knowing when my body needs rest. I just like really try to just put it into my routine as like checking in with myself and just like really being honest with how I'm moving and how I feel and kind of going from there. Hi, y'all. This is Abna Buama, founder of Banana Beauty. Um, I am here to just tell you guys a little bit about the fundraiser that we are doing right now. At Hanahana, we have the Hanahana Circle of Care, which is our benefits program for the cooperatives that we source our shea better from directly in Ghana. And so with this program, we have what we do, you know, paying two times the fair trade price. But another part of this program is also having biannual health care days. So our biannual health care day that we do is coming up in October. Where it's actually going to be a two-day event where we are going to be having a full community cleanup in Katarga um, with our outreach team and also with the women and also the farmers and the pickers. Um, and then on the second day, we will be having a health care day. So this healthcare day will be for all the women that are the producers in the cooperative, but also the farmers and the pickers and their family. And our hope is to serve 500 people. So to do this, we are having our fundraiser called 10 days to 10 K. And we are currently, if you're listening to this on Thursday, have one more day to reach $10,000 to serve 500 people. So if you're able to, we would love for you to donate. Um, any amount is helpful. What we're providing for this healthcare day um, with our outreach team is that we are going to be giving full checkups, medication, and testing for all the women and children. And we've done this. This is our fourth time round. Last year, we were able to hold it for 300 women and children. Actually, not last year, the beginning of the year. Crazy how long this year is. But this year, we're hoping to serve 500 and the money and your donations will go directly to this program to the outreach team that we work with we work with 15 nurses and three doctors um to go provide health care in the neighborhood to the women to the children and just we want to be able to provide health care for everyone because honestly health care should be accessible globally whoever you are wherever you are and you should have access to it. And especially to the women who are creating the raw materials that you lather on your body. You know, it just makes sense, you know? So if you can today, please donate. Um, And just thanks for listening also. And if you know, share, let your friends know, help us reach that goal.
0: Thanks for listening to the show today. Please rate, subscribe and review. Also feel free to share with a friend. We love having our community grow. Music is by DC Zone Kokai. The Hey Girl podcast is produced by Wayne Bertram and me, Alex L. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up.